Yes, 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 what it do? Welcome to Club Shadow episode 200 and uh, how much? It is, is the episode 293. Seven episodes from 300 episodes. Look at that. Look at how far we've been. And that beautiful. I hope everybody's doing great. I hope everybody is in the best spirits hi to everybody on facebook hi to everybody on twitch hi to everybody on youtube and hi to everybody watching the replay of this show first thing you're going to do for me is leave a like and a comment if you're watching the replay and if you're watching live leave a like and put the flag of where you are watching from uh, and what time it is where you're watching from it is here Midnight and 40 minutes in Lisbon, Portugal. This show is brought to you by Shadowware, the gods of good fortune. And I want to acknowledge and say thank you to our stream royalty, still Anan with 20 euros. Uh, Anan from Paris, thank you so much. In three days, this slot will be empty again. Uh, so uh, start your super chats again. Thanks to all the sponsors who are uh, making this show possible and uh how you been i hope everybody's been good i hope you like the new intro i I hope you like the fact that i actually start the show way earlier than before i used to play like two songs and wait uh, for people to come in but in reality they can come during the intro it it is better um as for me what did i do today uh i uh took my uh, daughter this month so i've been home with my daughter because she has a um, conjunctivite and uh but she's much better now but uh we went to her new school that she's gonna start the first cycle here in portugal she's gonna start in september so i went there to finish the matriculation uh, inscriptions uh, paying uh, paying a very nice private school in my neighborhood actually it's the second best school around here so amazing um, hopefully some kids from her, her, her kindergarten uh, are following there to that school too that would be great for her so she can have a sense of growing up with the same people around her and meeting new friends the school is huge it's amazing i'm very happy so i did that this morning and because i was live with joella men uh until around i don't know 3 a.m or something like that maybe maybe more yesterday i was exhausted because I, I woke up super early to go to the school and uh, after the live i think we we spoke another one hour with my cousin so listen i was just so gave her some food my wife was not home gave her some food then i just uh i just told her listen do you want to play in your bedroom do you want to play in the living room do you want to play do you want to want to want to order want to eat something she goes, i want pizza order her some pizza give her some pizza i told her listen you can play with whatever you want if you need anything i will be in the bedroom and listen just went to the bedroom and all day. Uh, then when my wife came back from her, her, she was learning some new stuff for her, her, her activity. Um, 
that's when I just went for a quick walk uh, in front of the water and then uh, eat a good salad. So that was my day, really a chill day. Uh, I still have to record uh, nine, nine new songs. So I think I'm going to do all that tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night probably. And I'm mixing two songs as soon as this live is over. So yeah, it's a, a good night in perspective. I'm, I'm already starting to feel a little tired, but we're going to do what we going to do. Uh, forgot to take this one too. Um, what else? What about you guys? How's everybody doing? What did I want to talk about today? Oh, listen, I want to talk to you about some stuff that is happening to me that are very interesting. Um, and, um, I mean, it's all gonna go around the same uh, the same subject, which is uh, the power of being able to to move on from some situations. Um, so look, now wait, let me seal. I'm still saying hi, so I can keep the sponsor here. Let me down there. How are you? How you doing? You good? Sabrina, hello, sis. Uh, man, what up? How you doing, bro? Great life yesterday. Send me the files so I can start cutting. I'm going to try to make two, three videos out of it. I still have to cut my episode 292, actually. I didn't do that. Redune, what up? How you doing? Emery, what up? What it do? Jujuzan, how you doing? What's going on? Lord. Yeah, let me know actually in the chat. Shout out, gang. Because how you prefer this intro? Like two minute intro and then get right onto it for, you know, and while the people are coming, just doing the intro or leave two songs as people, we're waiting for people to arrive. How do you prefer? I kind of like it like this. Like, if I'm ready to go, I just put a little bit of a song and then roll it. But some people might prefer... <sighs> Lord. Some people might prefer uh, when I let the intro go. But I don't know. And when, when I think about, like, when people are watching the replay as well, uh, most times when people are watching the replay... They have to go fast forward to, you know, the end of the two songs. So I kind of like it this way. Uh, was good. June Alex was popping. Happy Wednesday, Urban Sweet Spot. You just got home like that's That's what you do. Two minutes is better for you. Nice. Shabby, um, what up? How are you? This is Joaquim Andrade from Dorchester, Boston. Hey, bless. 
sending you love from Fogo. Ah, Fogo. There was this girl in Fogo. Anyway, I grew up listening to your music. It's crazy I can use technology to talk to you. That's beautiful, bro. Uh, I have to go back to Fogo. That island is amazing. So, um, let me show you uh, a few things. Uh, let me show you the progression of that song so i can uh, so you can understand uh, the conversations i've been having uh these days all right so uh yeah you like two minutes as well me too it's kind of cool look let me show you something so these are uh can i go in 90 days no i can't damn it all right i want to show you something that is very interesting um when when spotify uh started right kiki what up when when spotify started um let me show you Chrome. There you go. So, when Spotify started, uh, can you imagine that I had, first of all, since 2015, right? Since 2015, I had 6.5 million people listening to me. Imagine that. So, it's like 6.5 million people heard one of my songs on Spotify. But this is what is interesting to me. And this is what's going to start this conversation that I want to have with you tonight. Back in 2015, right? I had 3,000 people listening to me in a day. So January 1st, on that day on Spotify, I had 3,000 people listening to me. And this stayed more or less like this, 3,000, 4,000, all this time for maybe a whole a whole year, right? Then we went up a little bit. 2017, we had like 10,000 people listening. Uh, when I, I got to 10,000, I was super happy. I was like, wow, 10,000 people are listening to me at the same time every day. I was like, yo, that's so good, right? And then I think around 2017, that's when I released African Prince, which made the number go up a little bit. And then that's when I released Despacito, or maybe not, I don't know. Then I got a first jump to 20,000 people listening to me every day. So 20,000 people listening to you, it means that if you go to Spotify and you play 10 songs or one song, you count as one person. So 20,000 people on Friday, 24th of May in 2019, so that's four years ago, you had 20,000 people who were listening to one or 10 or X amount of my songs in 24 hours. So that was in 2019 
right? Then uh, we continue, we continue, we continue. Uh, and we stayed more or less like this, right? For a long period of time. 20,000 people every day, et cetera, et cetera. And then last summer, around here, at the end of the summer, so for, I stayed at around 20,000 people listening to me every day for probably three years. And with the trend of something going on in uh, on TikTok, I had an influx of new people looking at me on, on Spotify. And if you look, all of a sudden, it just started going up and up and up and up and up and up. So that's like, this is in one year. What happened in, no, it's in the last five months. We went up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And now I have 50,000 people. So 7 years ago I had 3000 people and now I have 50000 people listening to me every day which means that in 20 days in 28 days I'm going to have 500000 people listening to me in a given month so if we take 7 years ago 3000 I would say 3500 people multiplied by 28 days I would have 100000 people and now, seven years later, I multiplied that number by five, which means that in terms of streams, it's the same thing. If you go, I made 68 million streams, but I used to make 10,000 streams every day. And now, if you go to the last 28 days, I now make around 84,000 or 85,000 streams every day from uh, 50,000 people every day so of course a lot of these people are in France but the US is going very strong it's, it's, the US is catching up to France and Brazil as well I mean it's a global phenomenon what's happening with something going on right and uh, if you look at the music and you look at what are the songs, so the five different versions of something going on represent every month, one million for something going on, the Compact Guyad remix, another 130,000 from uh, the Spetta version, another 90,000 from uh, a, a small version that I did, so that's uh, that's two hundred and twenty plus a million. That's uh, one million and three hundred. Let's say plus this this one hundred and three hundred sixty-seven plus the original. No, that's a slowdown version. Plus forty thousand. So let's say that this is a hundred thousand. So. Uh, More or less a thousand, a million and four, plus the original version that is making forty thousand stream every month. So let's say a million and five, right? For that song, just that song, plus the rest of my catalog. So this means that this song is now generating half of the money 
that the rest of my whole discography makes, which is beautiful. Which takes me to an interesting conversation that I've been having right now with some people that are uh, that have been contacting me. Uh, I've been contacted by uh, some companies. Uh, you know, a lot of companies are realizing that it's not about having an artist that uh, makes a hit. It's having the beauty of the streaming services compared to the CDs was that when you do a CD, you print, let's say, 10,000 CDs. It costs you uh, 20,000 to print them. And then... If you can sell your 10,000 CD, you make 100K. Your benefit is 80K. Then after that, you see if there's more demand. If people are still, the, people go to the store looking for your CD, the store will call you and say, hey, we need more CD. So depending on how many stores call you, maybe you, need, you do another 5,000 CDs, costing you another 10K. And if you sell those 5,000 CDs, you make another 50k on top of what you made so you now have 120 benefit and then you see if the store keeps calling you once your inventory arrive to uh 1000 maybe you print another 3000 another 5000 depending on how, how many cds the stores are ordering to you so Back in the days, you had to really think about once the art was created, you had to think about inventory and all that stuff. With the streaming, it's completely different. Once your song is there on the platform, every time somebody listens to it one time, it generates money. And it means that if you have a song that is making a million and five thousand and 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 five uh, streams every month it means that you have a song that is generating more or less four thousand and something euros every month so for the record companies streaming is actually way more interesting on the long term than CD sales because even if a CD sale, of course, you sell 10,000, you're gonna make 100k at once. But then once you stop selling, it's over. On streaming, if you make a million stream, you will only make 3,000. But if you make a million stream for 10 months, now you have 30,000. It's still not. It's still not uh, 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 100k but it's a third of 100K. Now, if you make the same amount of streams for another 30 months, now you made your 100K back. And once your 30 months have, have gone, if you make another, for another 30 months, you make another uh, 100K, now you made 200,000 200, K, but the difference is that to make 200,000 K in the CD days, you have to risk printing and fabricating in the factory 20,000 CDs. 
And if you sell only half of them, you, you have an inventory of 10K that you're not going to sell because you printed too much. And if you don't print enough, maybe the store will not buy them when you are ready, etc. So you have an inventory problem. On the streaming services, all you have to do is have a master. When you have your song ready, mastered, you send it there. And when people listen, you make money. You don't have to print nothing. You have to do nothing. You just chill. So if you are a record company or you are content owner, it actually makes sense to have 10 songs like those, like my song, and make 5,000 every month from the, those 10 songs. It's going to make you 50K every month if you have 10 songs like those. As a company, you're good. With your 50K every month, maybe if you find you acquire or you have people making you another 10 of those, you make 100K a month and etc. If you have 100 songs like those, imagine how much money you make 500K every month. And record companies, and not even record companies, um, hedge funds, investment companies are realizing that. So let me let me let me do for you a little calculation. Uh, after I'll do it. Actually, if you are uh, a record company or an investment company, right? If you invest in a song like this song that can generate you five thousand every month. It's actually a good investment on the long term. And a lot of these companies, that's how they think. They think, let me invest in catalogs. So a lot of companies, they're looking to buy all songs or whole catalogs, back catalogs of artists. So an artist like me who has hundreds of maybe a thousand songs from original 10 album remixes, uh, other artists, all the stuff I do. These are very interesting catalogs for them because whatever they invest in it today, they make money for a hundred years with that. And it's the same as buying stock options. If you realize that if you invest uh, $1 million in, in stock option, right? If you invest $1 million in stock option and you you get dividends of 5%, let's say a generous, I'm simplifying the numbers. If you invest $1 million in stock options, you will get 5% in dividend. So that's 1 million, uh, is it 1 million that I did? Yeah, 1 million divided by 100, that's 10,000, multiplied by five, that's 50,000. So if you invest 1 million, you will make 50,000 every year for 1 million, right? You will make 50,000 every year. You need a, an investment of 1 million. But if you buy my song, this song, that is generating 5,000 every month, you will make 50,000 every year as well. So it means that this song, something going on, is now has now reached 
the value, if it was a stock of Microsoft, Apple, Tesla, or Vichy properties, etc., uh, etc., et if it was a dividend stock, for it to generate 50,000 every year, I would need to invest $1 million. And here is a song that was made in my living room that cost nothing to make, maybe the electricity, just talent and thought and singing. And this song is generating 5,000 every month, which is exactly the same as a $1 million investment in stock. Or if you wanted to make 5,000 every month from buying apartments, you might need to invest in five apartments and put the rent at 1,000 for each apartment to generate the same amount of money from just that song, not the rest of my catalog, just that song. So of course, people are seeing the song on TikTok. People are running numbers with their little calculations, right? And all these people are starting to realize that, hmm, this song, if we buy it now for whatever amount, is going to generate us 5000 forever, every month. Which means that the first year is going to generate 60000 In 10 years, it's going to generate 600000 in 20 years, it's maybe have generated a million and something. So they go to artists and they put in numbers, trying to impress artists with numbers. And I've been receiving calls and emails of people telling me, hey, we would be interested in buying your song, something going on. Or doing a deal with you and uh, we distribute it we give you an advance we give you etc and and then they, they 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 think they impress me with numbers they really think that when they tell me hey we, we're willing to buy that song one hundred thousand dollars they believe that i'm going to reply to them and say oh my god so much money and i'm like Do you think I'm 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 I, I was just I was just born yesterday? I've been in this business for 30 years. And yeah, listen, some people that yeah, you know, uh, I would love to buy this, so I would love to give you an advance of three hundred thousand for I'm like, what you want me to do with that money? Guys, you need to invest a million to make that money from dividend stocks. You need to invest five apartments, five properties, and put the rent at a thousand for each one to get to that money every year. And I'm making that money with one song. And you believe that I'm gonna sell it for 100K? Listen, that's how a lot of artists 
get screwed because they get impressed by numbers. If you know your things, you know your how you know how it works. If you understand, you will not be uh you you will not get impressed by numbers. 100k is a big number. It's 100k. But if you realize that your song is going to make 100k in a year and a half selling it for 100k right now would be the stupidest thing that you would do when actually you just wait you're gonna get that 100k so if somebody wants to sell so if somebody wants to buy you something that belongs to you that generates 100k every year what you have to do is actually calculate how long would it take you to make a million from that song or 2 million from that song. So if I have a song that is generating 50K every year to make 500K, I need 10 years. To make a million from that song, I need 20 years. So, okay, maybe at 500K, you can say, listen, I advance of 10 years. They make me go in my plans. They made me go 10 years further. I have 500K, I can give it to the bank. The bank give me uh, uh, another free of, of 400K because I put that on collateral and now you can buy a house. That's how you have to think. But 99% of the artists will be like, oh my God, 100K for that song that, oh Lord. And boom, they sell. And everybody give them some champagne and say, congratulations, you made 100K. And then these people they will make after after a year or two uh they made their money back and now they are generating the money that you should have been generating for the next 20 30 years so that's why listen somebody came to me with yeah listen we're willing to give you 300k uh and then we'll do this and that and that and we'll and i was like listen <laughs> Don't speak to me if you don't speak about millions. Don't speak to me. I'm not one of those people that you want to impress with hundreds of Ks. I know the worth of my catalog. I know the worth of what I worked for 30 years to build. I know how much it's worth because I know how much somebody would generate to generate every month, you would need to buy. I know how much millions you have to buy in stocks, in apartments, in XYZ to generate that amount of money every month. I know how much it costs in the other industries. So because I'm a musician, you're not going to think that I don't know my numbers. And when you come talk to me, have some respect. Don't come to me with... Uh, we have a, you're not going to impress me with money I can make in a year. You're not going to impress me. You're going to, you, we're going to, I'm going to start listening to you. And when you, you, you talk with M's, a few M's, I'm going to be like, okay, what do you have in mind? And then when somebody tell you, let's say, let somebody tell you, listen, 
from our calculation in 10 years you will make this with your thing uh we offering you three millions if somebody tell you that you don't sign right away you go to the competition and you say listen these people are offering me three million you go to two free people and you say hey if you want a counter offer this is now and you let them do a bid war and when they arrive to five million you tell them peace because you know that it would have taken you five, 30 years i'm 49 i would be 79 when i get those five million if i i, I just do it day by day if somebody tell me, hey, listen, we're giving you 5 million, of course. Now, you take your 5 millions, you remove 1 million. You buy yourself the house of your dreams for 1 million. You take 4 million and you invest them in stock. So if you invest 4 million uh, in stock, divided by 100, that's 40K, 40,000 multiply by five now you make 200k every month just from the four million they gave you so 200k is more than you were making is double what you were making just from your music now you make 200k every month meaning that every, uh, every year sorry meaning that every month you get yourself a salary of sixteen thousand. boom done and that's a winning exit strategy from a catalog that you have an affection for you you feel like yeah and this is exactly what happened with people like justin timberlake with dr dre all these people they realize okay i'm making let's say they make uh uh so justin bieber sold his catalog for uh i think it was a hundred and a hundred million or 200 million i don't remember let's say it's a hundred million maybe from his sales and the, the royalties he gets maybe he was making every year let's say two million it's a good number right or five let's say five million it was good he was making five million every month are oh, amazing so at the end of a, a year no not five let's say one million at the end of a year he would make 10 millions so you don't need to sell you're going to make 10 million forever. You're going to pass pass them to your kids. They're going to make 10 million every every year. All good. But now if somebody comes and tell you, here's 200 million, your calculation is, if I make 10 million every year, it's going to take me 20 years to make 200 million. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course I sell. And you sell it to those companies because those companies are not buying just your catalog. They're buying hundreds of catalogs and maybe they make 10 million every year from this one, 10 from this one, five from this one, 10 from this one. They have the Beatles, Elvis Presley, etc., Michael Jackson. And in the total, they're probably generating 100 million every year from all these catalogs that they're buying. And for them, they think long term, we make a billion every 10 years from all these things and then they put it in movies they know how to milk the juice out of that all these uh all these catalogs and on my small level that's exactly how i think about everything and it's interesting that a year ago 
I was under the radar doing my thing, making my money and nobody was talking about me. But since something going on blew up on TikTok, now I'm starting to receive email from people that I'm not going to tell their names, people from big companies, tech companies that are telling me, hey, we would love to talk about acquiring maybe that song, maybe a percentage of that song, or maybe your whole catalog. And they throw numbers that are just maybe to test if I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, hey, 100K. And I'm like, guys, you know it's not worth 100K. And that's when they know, okay, that, that guy knows what he's talking about. And then they respect you in in the conversation. The conversation did become different because they are not talking to an artist. They're talking to a boss. When you talk to a boss, you start talking numbers with the boss because they know their calculation. They understand. And they, when you tell them, hey, it's worth this because of that, 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 it's going to make sense to them as well because they know why they're buying it or why they want to buy it. They know why they want to buy it. And you, you have to know also when you would be ready to sell. And it's, listen, this conversation is not just about music. It can be about, about a restaurant. It can be about an apartment. It can be about a building that you own. It can be about a land that you have. Uh, you have to understand if owning something is for you an emotional thing or if it is a business move. If I own something that is generating 100K every year and I'm proud that I own it and I'm like, yeah, I built it in for in the last 30 years and thing and I'm gonna give it to my children, etc., etc. That's amazing because you know that you are building a generational wealth and something that will continue. But if somebody is willing to buy it for a certain amount and with that certain amount you can buy yourself a house and then reinvest the money you made into something that will generate you 200k now every year it means that you doubled your 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 generational wealth and you doubled your worth and now you are worth millions and you can then invest either in this, either in houses, you can, you can do whatever you want, but you have to know when it's time to sell. You have to know when it's time to move on. And some people at that moment, they get emotional. They don't want to sell because of da, 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 because oh, I made so, not listen, me, I'm not emotional about all these things. It's how much it is worth if somebody gives it a, a price that is worth more than um, the emotional value for me, it completely makes sense to sell. And, uh, and listen, if you sell your songs, the masters don't belong to you anymore. But it's still your songs. It's still you, the singer, singing. And you still get maybe intellectual rights, publishing rights. You still get to sing them. You still get to, yeah, you know, when they play on the radio, it's still your name. It's just that you sell the property of the masters. 
And these are things that a lot of artists don't talk about. They don't uh, think about that much and they don't realize. And let me look at, let me look at your comments before I continue. Master Electronic, what up? Stop playing with the, the bots. Uh, how you doing? Yeah, what up, MJ? What's good, brother? have a couple people streaming my spotify every day i love kizomba and zook i got some songs on there too Apple. listen the thing is this um what i thought about the last uh, 10 years was how do i maximize the couple of people right how i turn five three thousand people listening to me every month to fifty thousand uh and i just thought about strategies how to how to have the same song instead of streaming uh, 10 days every every uh, day uh, the streaming 10 streams every every day turning them into 100 every day and instead of having just 10 songs having 100 songs so i was maximizing from both sides and it's something that i've been working on and working on and working on and the strategy is working Let me see, let me see. Does TikTok generate money as well? Uh, yes. TikTok pays you for every video, I think, that uh, people do. And I have almost a million videos now. So I'll see how much they pay per that. Uh, but what's the beauty of TikTok is that usually people, they listen to 30 seconds on TikTok or one minute on TikTok. And after that, they jump to Spotify directly. There's really a... A lot of these, the generation of the people that are on TikTok, they all have a Spotify account and they go straight and they, that's why my, my Spotify numbers are, are going through the roof. This is because of TikTok. This is I. Something going on is my favorite film. Thank you. Black Free Thinker, what up? How you doing? Yeah, for one song, I'd sell it. I got I got a proposal for hundred K max for now. For now, the max that it proposed me was 100K. And I was like, guys, I can, I'm going to make that in two years with that song. So in 10 years, I make 500K with that song. So you're not going to buy it for 100K. That would make no sense for me. If you give me what I would make in 10 years, yeah. It's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make. You can take the money from that song. I'm going to take that money and use that as a... Yeah, 
an investment for a house down payment or maybe i get something for a million or 900k 800k here in my neighborhood i get a, a good five bedroom apartment with this water view for 900k or 1 million if you give uh you're supposed to give 20 percent to the bank if i give 50 percent it's done and then i'm continuing to make the rest of the money from the rest of my songs and with that i pay for my like i pay if it would be like if i'm paying a rent but i'm paying the rest of the apartment beautiful Shabby says, uh, if I ever got a deal, I would put 80% of the money in Bitcoin and keep it there for 20 years. Yeah, if you don't need it, that's an idea. My sister had 5,000 Bitcoin and she lost access to them. So, <laughs> Tome, what up? How you doing? Ikoka Gamma, hi from Portugal. Bonoichi. The very long caterpillar. What up? Greetings. The conversation that Nas has with Prince had with Prince. Nas, make a song with me. Prince, do you own your masters? Nas, no. Prince, then talk to me again when you own your master. Damn. Yeah, listen. The people like us who own our masters, we don't look at the numbers the same way as the other people. When you don't own your masters, yeah, you get paid 6% of whatever a song makes. So listen, if you generate 10,000 in a, in, a, in a month, you're still gonna make 600, so you don't really realize the worth of your catalog. word i get what you're saying i put a lot of work and money into my songs and don't release a lot but that's something i'm working on just to have so much material and having to work it takes a lot of time well you know i can record four songs in one night and it costs me zero because i'm using this microphone my studio is here in my living room and i just record like this and i got a bunch of beat makers that I work with. So it costs me zero to make a song and I put them out and they generate the money. So I, I guess the big problem of most people is they, they invest way too much in one song. I don't, I invest zero in a song. All right, let's continue the conversation because I have to actually, I have to record and it's already 1.30. Uh, I wanna talk to you about what I believe is a superpower that I have that a lot of people don't have. And I realized that the first time I got my heart broken. So, uh, the very, very, I mean, it was, not, it was not the very first time, but you know, the very first time that somebody breaks your heart, you are devastated because you believe that you're never gonna like love somebody this way. It's never gonna be the same. Oh my God, you, 
yeah, you, you were, you were pissed. You, you were a mess. I remember going to my mom and telling her, it's over with Natalie. And my mom was like, my mom was like, nobody will love you like, like, like I love you. But I was like, and I was like, but I love her, and, you know. And then uh, after, I don't know, that was probably in 94. And maybe after six months, six months, eight months, I don't remember, I had a new girlfriend in, in Belgium. She was more beautiful. She was, uh, yeah, she was hot. And, uh, and I was now going back and forth between, uh, I was going back and forth uh, between Brussels and, and Paris uh, by car. And yeah, that was my second girlfriend. And uh, the first love traumas. And you know, when I think about it, the second time that I really, really, really fell in love, that was probably in 2001, I don't remember. And when that one broke my heart, um, I went through the same things, but my engineer brain was understanding the path that I was going through to recovery. It was not like the first time. The first time I was just, it was just bad and, and it felt like it would never end. The second time, it felt bad. It felt like it would never end, but my brain was, te was telling me how much time it would be bad. It was saying, hey, listen, it's gonna be like this, 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 then you're gonna do that, then you're gonna do that, then you have to cross the black forest of sadness, and on the other side, you better, and then you're just starting to, to have a bunch of other girls. And it actually got much, it got much better, I would say, it got, it got faster. Uh, the last time I had my, my heart broken was probably 11 years ago, yeah, 10 years ago, and uh, on that one, I just got in engineer mode. I was just like, all right, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna do this, then we're gonna do that, then we're gonna do this, then we're gonna feel sad for X amount of days, probably, maybe that much. And then after that, the faster we start kissing other girls, the faster we'll get better, the faster we get our ego boost when another girl tells us, oh my God, that was so good. And we, we're not going to feel like shit. And we know exactly the right girl that lives in London that is going to enjoy this. And then we know exactly how to. And, and I actually worked through the heartbreak as if I was programmed. Because I lived it a few times. And I've learned to move on from people. I learned to move on from business, business partners, and I also learned to move on from dreams the same way. 
And I believe that it's one of my superpowers. A lot of people get obsessed with whatever they had. And they are so much obsessed with whatever they had that they don't give themselves the possibility to move on to something that might be better. Because all we think about usually is I cannot live here because that's the best thing I ever had. And if I live here, somebody will be here in my, in my place. But maybe when you live here, you're going there. And it's only when you're there that you realize, oh, it's better than here. And the problem is that most people, because they are obsessed with being here, they don't want to move here and they end up here. And that's really something I learned from uh, my love life, but also working with artists, working with bad business partners and dreaming of things that happen, but also things that didn't happen. Sometimes what you want doesn't happen. And if it doesn't happen, if you can understand that it's not going to happen, but that what happens is actually something that is different, maybe sometimes not better, just different. It might be exactly the same level, but instead of being in one place, it's better in another place. And it's, it might not be where you want it, but it actually, it's actually taking you somewhere. I really thought that I would be a rap star. I really wanted to make hip hop and be and be respected in the French hip hop community and outside. And I ended up becoming a Zook star. And in the beginning, when I was number one selling Zook artist, I had no idea what to do with that because it was never my dream to even sing a Zook song. Kizomba, all that stuff. I was not listening to that music. I was, I wanted to be hip-hop R&B. But becoming a Zook star gave me an international market that maybe if I tried to just be a, a, a rap star, I might have just stayed in a French market. I don't know. Maybe I would have been huge as a rap star. Who knows, in another, in another timeline, maybe I am. But in this timeline, what I made from what I got was that at a point, I look at my dreams of being a hip hop artist and I look at my reality of being uh, a mix of hip hop, kizomba, zouk and compa and whatever. And I was like, well, I'm making money. Tons of money. Girls are screaming my name. People still seem to love that stuff that I'm doing. That mix of rap and, and zouk. In Portugal, they call it kizomba. In, in France, they call it zouk. And, and when I go to the US, they say, oh, it's like, it's like Caribbean R&B. It's like soca. And, I, and, and they call it how they want. I don't really care. 
I'm actually fulfilling my dream of success, but not as what I thought I would be. And at a point, I just let go of that rap dreams and I focused on what I was doing now. At a point, I start saying to myself, I'm going to let go of being an artist and a celebrity to go where the real money is, which in the shadows. And I'm start producing artists like Elysio, ABG, Sumia, etc., etc., making beats for Nelson Freitas, etc., and starting to, to, to own catalog because I understood very early that that would be uh, what I would be able to do after the shows. And I still did shows for years and years, but I was already making more money outside of the shows because I was ready to let go the idea of performing. And probably I still have some show proposals. I'm going to do some shows in this, this summer, but I would say that probably uh, a little bit before the pandemic, uh, the shows really stopped slowly and I don't really make shows anymore. I used to be in a plane every week going to perform somewhere. And today I don't really do shows. I also, my price are higher. Uh, so some people don't have, uh, can't afford me, but in reality, I let go the idea of being a performer on stage long time ago, probably 10 years ago. I let that go because I needed to make some space in my, I, I needed to make some space in my, in my mental and my, in the visions that I have for what I'm doing now, which is this live stream twice a week and working on the catalog and generating more money. Today, I generate more money than when I was 25 and I was performing two times every week. And I was running between trains and planes and automobiles. And I was doing my first tweets in 2007 and saying, hello, I'm in, I'm, I'm here. I'm in Mozambique going, taking the plane, going to this. And oh, yeah, I just met that, all that stuff from my sofa today. I make twice as much money than when I was running around with everybody trying to be number one. And today I look at the people who are number one and some of them, they look at me and they're like, yeah, I'm number one now. And I look at them and I'm like, yeah, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy your little money on the top. That's not where the money is, bro. <laughs> yeah, enjoy being a superstar. You are making money for Sony Music, Universal, all these people. I'm generating money for me. I make 100% of the profits. You make 10% of the profits. But I understood that so long ago that at a point you have to understand that you have to let go the emotional part, the ego. 
you have to let go this idea of hey i'm number one or i'm when i when i walk in in the shopping center everybody is wants to take a picture with me i've i did that for 20 years and listen i, I did a photo yesterday i did for yesterday i went to the mcdonald's at 9 a.m with my daughter and the girls that were working at the cashier all told me oh we are convergence we love you can we take po photos took photos it was cool and and even if i i listen i enjoy the the the, the love that people continue to give me after 30 years of career 20 years 25 years sorry of careers but my mind is not there i accept when it comes but I don't, I never did, first of all, I never did it for the fame. But when you let go this idea of celebrity, you can focus on what is, what is important. If you know that you have one song with just that one song, one month of people playing that song on just Spotify, not Apple Music, not Tidal, not YouTube, just on Spotify one month of these song streams can pay you the best private school for the whole year for your daughter the expensive school you just need one month of streaming you're in an amazing place because you can really plan because you can see your numbers you know exactly how much money you're going to get at the end of every month and you are not like an artist who a performer who sometimes there's a show that gets canceled or sometimes or you have to negotiate to no 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 and you don't care about being famous being the number one all that stuff because you have the superpower to let go and i learned this from heartbreaks but i applied this to business and this is why it, it, it connects with what I was saying earlier. If somebody comes with the right amount of money and tells me, I was having this conversation with Nelson Freitas last week. And we were, I was like, okay, if somebody gives you the, and Nelson is a, is, is a super smart person. And I was like, do you have a price in your head where you sell everything? And he was like, oh yeah, of course already have my calculation and we were, we were both talking about and you know, i was like yeah and to me i also have a price in my head i have a price in my head where i sign straight away and i sell everything youtube channel everything and it's, it doesn't mean that after that i stop making music i'm gonna continue making music it doesn't mean i'm gonna stop making my show I'm just going to say, listen, you can take all the songs, all the stuff, but my 300 episodes of Club Shada, I'm taking everything with me. I'm putting everything in my new channel. And now that's what I do. And I, and I don't do it for money because now I'm a multimillionaire. So I'm going to do it for different things so I can express conversation and I can be uncancelable because I own everything. And then the music, you guys can keep it. And a lot of people, their emotions, their ego is going to prevent them from selling. 
he's going to be like, oh yeah, and they're not going to be able to move on from what they built before. And and you see, when Justin Tiberlake, when uh, Justin Bieber, when Dr. Dre, they sold their catalogs for like 200 million, 250 million, 150 million, whatever amount. Some people sold for 10 million, some people sold for 50 million. You see people in the comment that don't even make 10,000 every year. Ah, it's not worth that money. Why are they selling? Idiots. Why do you sell your catalog? You were supposed to give it to your kid. And you're like, bro, 200 million? Do you know what you can do with 200 million? You had 200 million. You just invested in different places and you're good. You can have an empire of apartments. You can have. Uh, you can even invest in the next, the next big companies. You can invest in the next AI companies, and maybe those 100 million that you invested here and there can turn into a billion in 10 years. Like you can now invest in the next phase of your life. You don't have to be an artist anymore. You don't have to be there making beats or grinding anymore. You can now be on a different conversation in different rooms with different people and you can have conversations that might shape the future for everybody else listen when i became a a, a label owner and i was making careers for other people i was changing the destiny of people listen it's amazing to change your own destiny but when you launch you launch the career of elizio and you change his life you launch the career of Tia, you change your life. Sumia, you change your life. Taina, you change your life. The, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a different conversation. The other artists, they don't, maybe they think that you like them, but you're not like them. They're here, you there. You, we not have, yeah, we might be singing together on the same, but we're not the same. You are a singer. I make singers. It's a different conversation. Don't get it twisted. It's not because I'm cool that we're on the same level. And it doesn't mean that you're disrespectful to them. You, have, you don't have a reason to. It's just that it's not the same conversation. You make your songs. It's great. I love them. Love what you do. I, I did 10 albums in one year. Some people, oh, I did my album. Me, some years, I did 10 albums. Ledes, Elisio, ABG, my own album, uh, Deeper for Nelson Freitas, this and that, working on multiple things and at the same time touring and at the same time running a company. It's not the same conversation as somebody who's just making songs. And uh, listen, I'm an artist. I have the utmost respect to artists. It's still not the same conversation. You're not already in the same field, in the same level as the people that you're talking to. And when you reach a level when you have multiple millions in your bank account and you can invest in changing the destiny of art itself, you can sponsor people, you can uh, do a festival with your money. You can sit down with sponsors that wouldn't talk to you. You can sit down with them and tell them, hey, I'm going to invest this amount in this and I want you to invest this, this and this. And in exchange, we do this, this, this. And, oh, I would love to have my money, my music in a, in a movie one day. Well, you can invest in a movie yourself or in a documentary. 
You're not in the same conversation. It's the same thing as making music videos and owning a TV channel. It's not the same conversation. And most time, what makes the difference between those who stay somewhere and those that stagnate at a certain level and those who continue going up is their ability to move on. When you have an ability to move on, you are not emotionally attached to the level where you are. You are looking up. And when it's time to go up, you go up without emotion. It's like, next. And, you know, it it really changes everything. And it is, it is, it is a, I mean, listen, I guess I know of how to reverse engineer my own emotions and how I got somewhere. And I know how to look behind and be like, okay, it took me that time to leave a certain situation. I knew I had to do this and that. And at a point, I know how to make the, the, the period of, of heart, heartbreak pain shorter because I, I become proactive in understanding what I have to do. Even if, listen, the suffering is the same, but you understand the phases of it. So you just go through every day and and you start making your moves. Uh, learning that made me understand a lot of things about just the business itself. I, listen, I got people that stole me, stole 100K from me and today they regret because the million i made after i made it myself and if those people didn't steal 100k from me maybe from that million they would have made 500k because we would still have been partners and it would be 50 50 and those people today they see the success of something going on and they're like damn that guy keeps going up oh lord if 20 years ago i didn't screw that guy i would make money from that song and now i'm just a spectator and they cannot even call me because i move on from people the same way listen i can move on from family members as well moving on is a superpower that you have to train in acquiring that superpower because this can help you in so many situations it can help you in situations where where the, your ego is preventing you from moving on or uh your 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 idea of what a family should be is preventing you from moving on from bad actors in your family it can it, the, 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 your your idea what loyalty is is preventing you from moving on from people who are not respecting you you're part of the business and at a point you move on and actually you 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 start be making better for yourself even if you want it to be as a family sometimes it doesn't work you have to do it yourself and for that you have to know and learn how to move on a lot of artists today are huge i was having the conversation with uh, a young artist a young cap virgin artist that is uh, the best of his generation and i was telling him are you ready for when your time will pass are you ready for when 
the new kids that when you get to 30, 35, the kids who are 10 today, they will be 20 and they will be the new hot thing in town. Are you getting ready for that today? If you get ready for that today, when it's your turn to move on, letting your place doesn't mean that you are going down. Sometimes you let your place to go to the next level. Maybe being famous is level five, but if you can move on from that, you might go to level 10. All the artists that I know who didn't know how to move on from fame and from, you know, all doing all these shows and et cetera, et cetera, they all failed because they didn't understand there's a window of opportunity to go to something else. And listen, again, I encourage everybody to try to ask themselves if they have the power to move on from businesses, from people, from life situations, from trauma, from everything in life. Can you at a point move on? Listen, I learned how to move on from horrible questions that I never had the answer to. And I learned to move on at a point and said to myself, the answer to that question I'm asking myself will not change nothing anymore today. So I don't need the answer to the question. So fuck the question. And then you are happy because you don't care. Those are, listen, moving on is a superpower. Let me look at your comments and bounce because I have to record two songs tonight. Listen, I have, I, I just did a Kizomba track with Malcolm Beats. You guys are not ready. You guys are not ready. I hope you enjoy. If you enjoyed that conversation, give me some Club Shutter unicorns in the chat as I'm looking at your comments. Let me see what you guys are saying. What were we? What were, were we? Where are we? By the way, if you have Spotify or Apple uh, podcasts, I invite you guys to subscribe to Club Shadow, the podcast on Spotify or, 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 or Google podcast or uh apple podcast please that would be cool and go leave some likes there all right all right let me look at your comments um let me go shabby saying a work a word i get what you're saying i put a lot of work and money oh i saw that one already Master Electronic, let's make let's make a hit. Yeah, you go make a hit. I'm waiting to hear it. MJ is <laughs> quoting me. The problem with most people is that they invest too much into one song. That is true. Too much time and effort. When you invest too much into one song, when it's time to make a second song, you have no more energy left. <laughs> it's as simple as that. <laughs> 
Master Tonic says, my friend sent me an old picture of me and one of my ex I cried for. I saw that old picture and I cried again because I couldn't believe on how stupid I was crying for someone ugly like that. <laughs> You're a fool. Ah, <laughs> uh, bro. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Uh, Emery said, they say you fall seriously in love three times in a lifetime. It depends how many people you meet. Uh, yeah, you guys put some likes. Give me some likes. Uh, you always be a superstar for Cap Virgins. Thank you. Worthy of sharing on Twitter. So I just did that. Thank you so much. Tommy says, I thank all my exes because good or bad, they taught me a lot of things and some lessons I needed to learn. Yes, listen, I thank all my exes because at a point they made me smile and they made me happy. Well, everything else is just the process. Exactly. Employees. Christine Bizou, the long run, exactly. Moving on is a way to enhance yourself for something better. Exactly. Oh, Dahlia MTV, what up? Um. Keisha, teach me how to sing. Just go to YouTube. There's a lot of lessons. Cost too much to get me as a teacher. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Patricia. Hello. Cute baby. There you go. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. AK, you have something playing in the background on Spotify? Yes, I do. Why, can't you hear it? Yeah, it's playing. I have, uh, actually, I have my own playlist of uh, my piano songs that are playing on Spotify. So that's what you're hearing now. You're hearing your loving instrumental. And I have, so I have these... 16 songs called Club, Club Shadama Piano and it's uh they play as I'm as I'm talking you can let me give the link to that playlist if you want if you want to listen to them I'm going to put them in the chat All right what else um Yeah. Why you guys don't like your women talking about their exes? Well, first of all, you don't have exes. You only have that one guy that wanted to be with you in Kinshasa and that we got rid of him. The family 
we actually got rid of him. He's somewhere in Bandundu. So I don't know why you want to talk about your exes. You don't have exes. You only have one person in your life, and that's my cousin. Uh, I don't have problem with women talking about their exes as long as they don't abuse. Like, as listen, the thing is this. You can talk about anybody in life as long as you don't make people you you make sure that you don't make people feel bad if let's say okay give you an example if uh, your woman uh uh let's say your woman put a little bit more a little bit of weight she 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 with time she she just got a little bit uh fatter and uh your ex still looks like a model you must have the decent the decency to not just be there saying yeah wow look how my ex look oh she's amazing that that because now you're hurting the person you see what i mean now if it's just to say oh yeah yeah you know when i was with my ex so we did this and this because it's part of a conversation that you're having it's all good now if every time we talk about something you bring something you did with your ex that means that you're talking with your ex a little bit too much. So you have to know exactly when you bring it and to who you bring it. So, and uh, listen, some people have, some people are not confident enough in, them, in themselves to hear about whatever happened with somebody before. And it depends what you say. Yeah, listen, if I come and tell you, oh, yeah, my ex was, was so much better in the bed than you. Well, that's not a good idea. So it depends what you say about your ex. It really depends. Oh, Lord. After the breakup, focus on yourself. Be the best version of yourself. There are 8 billion people on the planet with more women. Your time will come. Well, for example, you can do that. Uh, be your ex should stay in your past. Your future is with someone that you're with. That is true. That is true, Redune. Very true. Many artists make that one hit and then they disappear on or the next song can't have the same impact. Especially in today's digital era. Oh, Sirene Desil. Thank you so much for a 10 Canadian dollar. Bonsoir, Kesha. Oh. Oh, you still think I'm going to Canada? It's being canceled. I'm not going. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going there. The, we are, it's postponed. So I might be on the next party, but not that one. But I have to go to Canada anyway. Uh, between you and someone else who has a YouTube channel, Sorry, between you and someone else who has a YouTube channel, which is why I won't mention him by name out of respect. I'm very well covered musically. Ah, lovely. <laughs> and if the time doesn't come, be, be the best version of yourself. Anyway, listen, I'm not the version of myself for somebody. I'm the best version of myself for me. And now, if someone can uh, enjoy that, cool. If not, C'est la vie. Yeah, you didn't know? Oh, listen, that was a crazy story. They 
they couldn't pay for they couldn't afford the tickets anymore because they took too much time to get them so i just kept my 50 percent and uh they have six months to do the show another time bummer but hopefully i will be in canada soon and hopefully they will uh do uh the the show another time Shabby, much love. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks, everybody. It's 2 a.m. here, so I'm about to record some songs. I could have done them live, but I want to be concentrated. Uh, an example, Mona Lisa from LoJ and the remixes with Chris Brown. But maybe LoJ did great money with that song, so maybe he didn't need to sing anymore. Yeah, listen. If you do your business good, it is what it is. I know Shiren Desi, that was crazy. Those people, not serious, but hey, it is what it is. Maybe they will do it. They will prepare themselves better the next time. Listen, I hope you enjoyed our conversation. It was cool, even for me, uh, to keep the show under an hour and a half. That's cool as well. Uh, I'll be back Sunday, and maybe we'll have a guest Sunday. I'm, uh, yeah, we might have a guest Sunday. I'm... Um, getting ready about that as always if you want to buy some t-shirt you want to go you, you want to go to shadowware.com uh it is 2 a.m in lisbon portugal thank you to anna and our stream royalty and thank you to all our sponsors uh if you want to support the show you can always super chat like sirene desil thank you so much you can also um go to spotify and listen to my music be part of the 500,000 people that are doing it you can just go listen to some songs uh, maybe even listen to some songs all night or you can go to the YouTube channel and watch a few videos leave some comments and leave some likes uh, or you can even go to iTunes and buy some songs if you want or, or Bandcamp or anywhere that you can legally purchase my songs but yeah listen it's always a pleasure to be with you guys I'm gonna leave you with a track that is called Twerk remixed by uh which remix i'm gonna listen to i'm gonna listen to the twerk buddy nice redaniel redemio remix and i will see you when i will see you which is sunday i shot gang peace out
Vou te revelar Vem no corpo e matar 